Anchors Away, the show where we take titles of popular songs and make them the theme for our shows. I'm Rachel, the founder and editor of Chicago's own Anchor Magazine. And I'm Amnesty, her across-the-pond BFF that pitched this crazy show to her. Join us for some wild conversation about everything from music to the unbelievable stories of our lives and dig into the 90% of our brains that are pretty much just song lyrics. We'll make recommendations. Get it? Wreck as in shipwreck. And give next to useless life advice. <laughs> All right, so we're back again this week with a Counting Crows song. I think last episode we brought it up and you were like, or maybe afterwards, but we're going to do Mr. Jones and the whole theme there is really like beauty is in the eye of the beholder and uh, really just like, I've been thinking a lot about this lately, really about how people match with other people that they find attractive um i think there's studies and stuff but we can talk about that later about how that all works kind of biologically and whatnot but i'm gonna hand it back to rachel so she can do our little intro as per usual hell yeah (laughs) so well so it's funny because last week we did eleanor rigby by the beatles and we're like how have we not done a beatles song and then uh, this is yet another artist where I'm like, how have we not done Accounting Crows songs? But both Amnesty and I love them. And I got to say, I think August and everything after like their most popular album, which Mr. Jones comes from, yeah. it is, pr- if not top five, like top 10 all time favorite albums, um, probably in the top 10 because anyways, but I, I just love the album. And so I, it's another one where it's like, wait a minute, snuck up on you but yeah, it's, it's, it's like one of those ones you sleep on and then you're like it goes on it comes on and you're like i could definitely like you know how usually you hear a new record and mm-hmm. you're like you listen to it a lot and you get a little really obsessive about it and then you never hear it hear it again mm-hmm. for like a while for a long time or ever ever you never want to listen to it again you're just sick of it like yeah august and everything after is one of those ones you put on you're like i forgot about this record like and then you listen it to is. it again yeah yeah and it's also it's one of those ones where like depending on the time of year the time of like the season of your life like this song will mean more to you than like you know like certain songs will be like the key player and you'll listen to that song a lot and then like I think I like Mr. Jones kind of is like a summer spring song like the sun comes out maybe in like your new Honda Civic EX that I just bought I'll (laughs) take the moonroof down no anyways Back to the song history. I <laughs> already on a tangent. Already on a tangent here. But the song was released in December of 1993, which I heard was a long December. I'm just oh kidding. man, Counting Crow song. For those of you who don't know, anyways, it was a lead single from August and everything after. And again, and I love the like again, just fitting in with like the whole seasonal seasonality of the album it's like august and everything after and then like the the song along december i don't know i just like the compartmentalization of like time frames in it but uh i i have some fun facts about the song but i think before i dive into that i think we should kind of talk about like amnesty said like the the whole theme that we're gonna focus on mostly is the fact that beauty is in the eye of the beholder i just have to say though key lyrics like when adam durrett said sha la 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 i really felt that <laughs> i don't know 
That that would be like my favorite lyric. No, I'm just kidding. I, I would just say <laughs> that if you only have heard Mr. Jones, so the reason we picked Mr. Jones is because we know that's the one most people will know. Um, but if you've only ever heard Mr. Jones, definitely go check out the rest of the record because it's just yeah, it's good. It's it, it's yeah. a banger, that one. It's totally slept on. It's better than the <laughs> sha la 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 la. Anyways, so <laughs> that wasn't the actual <laughs> lyric I wanted to discuss, but the lyrics, we all want something beautiful. I mean, I actually, again, this is where I'm like, how did it take so long to do this song or just Counting Crows in general? Because I literally have the lyrics, we all want something beautiful tattooed on me. And I got it because my, well, it's funny, the actual, like the full lyric is we all want something beautiful, man, I wish I was beautiful. So like, depending on how you break it up, it's funny, you could totally have like a different lens on it. And for me, I was like, we all want something beautiful. Literally, everyone wants something beautiful. But most people want different things. Like, we all want something different. So in, in like, my framing of that, by just taking the first chunk of that that section of lyrics, it's that beauty is something different to everybody. And that's why I like, I like the interpretation of it that, you know, we could all want something else in life and we all find something else beautiful. But it also is, you know... Uh, it kind of touches back to the point where we're talking about like being content versus being happy in one of our episodes, because we all want something beautiful. Man, I wish I was beautiful. Is kind of that feeling of like, you always want what you can't have or the yeah. grass is greener on the other side. So I just like that juxtaposition. So there. Is that the sort of meaning behind your tattoo in that? Yeah. In, in the way you explain it, or is that just for the episode? Oh, so the yeah, when I explain my tattoo, people have asked about and it was funny one time I got a massage and it because it's on my back, on my upper back. It's not a tramp stamp. I wouldn't do that to Adam Duritz. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> I don't know. I think he'd appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he does talk about beautiful women or what you know, like it kind of like <laughs> objectifying in a way. Anyways, but it's on my upper back and my masseuse at the end, she's like, Can I do you mind? Is this too personal? Can I ask? Like I, I read the tattoo on your back and it's like she's like i know it's a lyric and i can't think of what song it's from <laughs> and i was like oh mr jones and uh, i explained it you know i just said yeah i like it i i explained it kind of as the first half like i said where it, i like that it's basically well we all want something beautiful we all want something different so everyone's beautiful in someone's eyes you know and you get a piece of my homecoming crown you get a piece <laughs> of my homecoming that was a reference Perfect. to Mean Girls for people who didn't get it. But <laughs> um, yeah, so this is coming up a lot for me right now because so we just got like not to talk about my pregnancy like I always fucking do, but it'll be five minutes. I promise we'll talk about something else. Um, hey, you are birthing a human. You talk about it all you want. <laughs> I know, but I like both of our perspectives on this. And this is just what I'm going on right now, going on through like right now. Um, we have... I've gone through a lot of work. We talk about it all the time in the in this in this show. I've gone through a lot of personal work um, on myself, and people say, you know, oh, you're having. Uh, it, I we think we're having a girl. I don't know if I've I've brought that up on the show, yeah. but um, and we saw the scan this week, and she looks like she has a really pointy nose, like I do. But <laughs> if you know me, and you probably never, you may if you only know our um. Our, our Instagram account, you there's no pictures about that, but you know, you can find me. I have a pretty like ski slope nose, and I'm okay with it because my sisters have it, my mom has it, like it's a family heirloom. But you start to think about these things when you are having a child. Like, I 
don't I think that my nose is beautiful and if my daughter has my nose then I'm gonna think my nose is beautiful but someone might not think that it's beautiful it's mm-hmm. but but because it's you know and I know my mom always said to me oh you're so beautiful you're you know you're so pretty and of course I'd always just roll my eyes because it's like that's what a mom is supposed to say but it sort of changes when you're on the flip side and you're like hmm I'm creating this thing and she's gonna have some of my features and I'm gonna have to think they're beautiful that's really strange <laughs> it's just a weird like yeah that's a good point because it's like yeah it's like because you can think like again the second part of that lyric section like man i wish i was beautiful like you can think that about yourself but then like you have a child or you know and you're or like i don't know even like like i have a bumpy nose because i've broken i think i've talked about it before but i've always i used to really like i really wanted a nose job when i was a teenager but i've grown to like it and i really and again it's like well you should like yourself for yourself like you should find that within yourself maybe but i had a couple of like my exes or guy like they'd be like oh i like your nose it's cute like it's a character i even actually my tattoo artist the one who did the we all want something beautiful he oh like, i know he had a crush on me and now he's like married whatever but and he lives in vegas <laughs> shout out joey <laughs> vegas but and he's like he's like no your nose is so cute it has character and i that was like the first time i was like you know what maybe my nose is badass <laughs> and so you need like someone else to like verify it for you but it is again it's just a point like you can think yourself oh i wish this was beautiful someone else can like give you the confidence by like telling you that and hyping you up and gassing you up as the kids say so it's just yeah. interesting to think like if you think it's beautiful in your daughter you're like wait so that means that i also have to think that my nose is yeah, beautiful yeah, exactly i saw this meme the other day of a guy who had gotten a nose job and he had the most fucking gorgeous greek nose and greek curly hair like you know like the kind of like hooked greek nose and yeah. he looked like a damn god and he got a fucking nose job and looked like a damn male podcaster as we oh. say podcast and i was like what the fuck is wrong with you you look yeah. gorgeous and now you look like every other asshole. <laughs> I know that's the thing too, like with so much, like, and again, like going back to like the you're so vain episode when we kind of talked about like certain that would wait, did I ever tell you too, by the way, um, revealing this, uh, I don't, I feel like, did I tell you, I got Botox fine like a few weeks ago on my you forehead. You have never said that to me. And that is fascinating because <laughs> I've been talking a lot about Botox. Why did you decide to get Botox? Oh, because, well, I mean, yeah, you said it's like that. That's I don't know. You like encouraged it. I thought, well, no, no, no. That, that wasn't a judgmental statement. That was a curiosity of like, what oh, pushed because, you over the edge well, to finally do it? Well, I just turned. I'm like, turning. To- <laughs> yeah. So she's not moving at all, which is what happens for the first two weeks. So yeah. It's totally well, no, that. Well, so I got it March 3rd, I think was the date and it's now March 26. And when this comes out, it'll be like May. But anyways, so I because I just turned 33. So this week and I just kind of like I I didn't really actually it was really funny. Like you would think like when you go in to get Botox that they would be and this is a total tangent. But hey, talking about wanting some beautiful. It's all beauty related. (laughs) Um, But when (laughs) I went in, the nurse was like, you don't have a single wrinkle. And she's like, why are you getting Botox? Or like, why are you have, it was a consult. And then they were like, if you get the service today, you don't have to pay the consult fee. It's like rolled into what you pay. And I was like, well, but like when I do raise my eyebrows, like it's starting to like, I, I've noticed I was getting like more lines. And it, again, it's supposed to be like when you have wrinkles at rest or whatever, but there was like very little thin lines, but I got it. And I really do like the results. Like, I don't feel like I look frozen or whatever. I don't feel like I look like artificial, like, or bloated with fillers or something that might so i just like that it's subtle and yeah i told a couple of friends that like a couple of my friends were like 
you got Botox? Because they've never gotten it. But I'm like, yeah, because I just want to keep that forehead looking like a so, like so my, a my vampire. Mind, if you did not listen to the episode before, my general ringing endorsement of Botox is that, you know, you have to start small and it's not about um it's not about like changing the the appearance of yourself it's making yourself look like a few years younger in the beginning and the more you do it the younger you will look but obviously i think people should age gracefully um so some people will say to you oh you need like 100 units that's crazy by the way that's a yeah um and yeah i usually like take like 10 units off of what they tell you you need Mm -hmm. (laughs) because then you will look like you have no movement in your face at all Um, yeah i just did i just did the for like the frown line which again i don't really have any 11s or any like anywhere near that but he said like i had again maybe that was an upsell tactic but i did like compare pricing and what and um but he said he was going to do that so that then my eyebrows didn't fall because if i just did the upper four it could make my eyebrows droopy and he's right and he's yeah that was an upsell by the way they do tell you that either they either your eyebrows can fall or your eyebrows will spike arc yeah so they do have to kind of even it out but um don't be yeah i did i didn't do my crow's feet or whatever i do kind of i think we talked about that it's kind of nice to have laughter yeah i don't do them i don't touch them I agree. Let's let's keep the Bastille going with the laughter lines. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Still, still smile. I mean, I got those from being happy. Like, why would I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I again... would say that I got mine my 11s and I got a whore, like, because I would get horrible headaches. That really helped as mm-hmm. well as my jaw. So Botox in and of itself isn't always about beauty. Like, some of it's just, I need to feel better in my face. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm thinking about doing my masters or whatever, like the jaw, because I do grind my teeth. I wear a mouth guard. But anyways, that was a tangent. But again, it's like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. we, if it makes us feel better, let's do it. But anyway, so that's my Botox update. <laughs> yeah. And, and beauty in the, as in the, the eye of the beholder is like, you know, for us, it's like, we still want our laughter lines. We still want to like mm-hmm. hold on to that part of ourselves that, we earned you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah anyway <laughs> us fun and laughter is beauty you know yeah. some people some people might not want that and you know that's that but and so what that reminded me of too though going back to like the year Savane episode though is that like sometimes you know people are like oh and i do it too you know i don't know like i look at like influencers on tiktok and instagram and i'm like wow like literally this girl has perfect boobs like no pouch in her belly or whatever you know like (laughs) like shit like completely like uniform face and whatever and it's like wow that'd be kind of nice but then it's like like you said the guy who had the grecian god nose and it's like now it just looks very basic it's and also i wanted to touch on the fact this i don't i don't think this was at all like met or i don't know maybe there's i think Adam Duritz is right. And by the way, that's the lead singer of the Counting Crows and lyricist, if people don't know. Uh, (laughs) But I think a lot of his lyrics are like very multidimensional. And actually in Mr. Jones, there's a line, gray is my favorite color. And you know how like the gray space of like between black and white of where like kind of like blurring the lines, like that's what I take from that lyric is that, again, it's a fine line between beauty, that lyric going back to it, 
uh, we all want something beautiful. Man, I wish I was beautiful. <laughs> so I don't know. I just love the like multidimensional. But the the thing that I'm not sure if he was going for, because I actually have a clip from an interview that he did for AmericanSongwriter.com that I want to read talking about when he wrote the song. So I don't know. I don't think that was like the main thing Duritz was going for. But I think when um, or the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing, like, yeah. you know, yeah. that concept, which is like, oh, your neighbors, the Jones got this new car. I need to get the new car. They watered their lawn. I got to water my lawn. What? I don't know. How do you know if someone waters their lawn? Yeah, right. <laughs> but my lawn is Yeah, they got the rose bushes. We got to get the rose bushes, yeah, things yeah. like that. But so that whole concept, again, like it's very much in life, like beauty is very much like keeping up with the person next to you. Like it's very comparable. Like you, com- you compare yeah. yourself to people. So I just love that that's another facet of the song, you know? Yeah. And I feel like just going back to the, the gray is my favorite color as far as multifaceted. Like I always saw it as, and probably because I was a really depressed teenager, <laughs> like I always saw it as like he wanted to be beautiful, but um, he couldn't be beautiful, not because of the way he looked, but because he was like sad and so like solemn as a personality okay. trait. Um, or like his depression got in the way of him feeling beautiful kind of that's what I gathered from it but mind mind you yeah I was like I was a pretty moody teenager (laughs) see again though that kind of goes back to like the multi like that's why music is so cool would be and like poet poetry and art in itself too because you can interpret it so many different ways and I like it's funny I go right to like gray space and like interpreting things different ways which ironically enough is what we're doing and then you go to like (laughs) depression keeping you from feeling beautiful which I think is another great interpretation and I like that why we do why we we do this every week because just to be able to like hey we have totally different perspectives on things generally we come together on stuff but yeah yeah, cool to see our perspectives but but it's yeah it's nice to hear a different take on it but uh, so, the, yeah, so do, should I jump into this little snippet, yeah. though, from Adam's interview with AmericanSongwriter.com? Got to cite those sources. Um, but he talked about how the song came together and he had a uh, bass player in the band was named Marty Jones, um, who, well, it says who Marty, who was our bass player. So like, I don't know, like, it's funny, as much as I love August and everything after, I don't know a whole lot about the band Counting Crows in itself. But in the interview, it says Marty Jones was our bass player. So I don't, that's to me, sounds like he's no longer the bass player. But his father, Marty Jones' father, was one of the few Americans who have had a successful career as a flamenco guitar player in Spain. And there's also the line in Mr. Jones, like, yeah. uh, one of those flamenco yeah, dancers. Yeah, I can I can read the exact lyric if we want. But anyway, so uh, they went to go see the flamenco troupe over in San Francisco. And afterwards, basically, Adam just describes that he he saw oh it was at the at the bar that they saw that show they saw the singer chris isaac's band and chris isaac was like surrounded by all these beautiful women so it's like the whole man we got to get our shit together and become rock stars and he went home and wrote the song in the middle of the night pretty drunk which i'm like damn i wish i just got drunk and wrote these right (laughs) awesome songs like what but uh he said he said um he w- he wasn't writing much music for them. It was mostly lyrics. And then Omaha 
from the album August and everything after and Mr. Jones, it just felt like it couldn't get the feel of them together, but eventually they played it for the band and it, it did come together. And I think he said he wrote it in like 90 to 91, but it didn't come out until December of 93. So it's just, I don't know, it's an interesting journey of how the song came together, but uh, I just love that he wrote it when he was drunk and that he, that was again before like the band really took off and it was him. I think he, he's also a master of manifestation in this sense because he's like i want to like you know be yeah, didn't he a rock star talks for a while and he became a rock star did you not know yeah. that no 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 the, i made that face yeah for listeners i made yeah. a face because literally my next bullet point was like one weird fact too is that adam and courtney cox <laughs> dated in the 90s <laughs> he dated a few i want to say he, he did like i literally wrote that down as a bullet point I think he did a couple of like those 90s stars. Yeah. More maybe or a model, maybe Kate Moss, somebody. Like yeah. Um, it's, but yeah, it's super 90s. Like the Counting Crows lead singer and Courtney Cox. Could you be any more 90s? Chandler <laughs> Bing. But I also, I floated this idea to Amnesty. We might do an episode that I won't say that I won't spoil the song name, but we might do an episode talking about like weird celebrity, celebrity couplings. And that would definitely be on there for me. <laughs> Courtney Cox just, yeah. yeah uh hold on I'm gonna I'm looking this up right now just because uh to see who else he's dated if it's like on Emmy Rossum uh Rossum sorry Jennifer Aniston I guess he just wait he dated Jennifer Aniston too and Courtney Cox yeah Christina Applegate wait he dated Emmy Rossum Fiona from Shameless stop yeah. oh my god I didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> this um, is like crazy the, yeah so basically just like 90s yeah christina applegate yeah like 90s people wow women <laughs> wow but yeah so the dude is actually like i wouldn't say he's winona writer did you say winona writer yeah I, that's who it was it was like either winona writer or for drew barrymore or something like that like yeah he went oh around God. and he got around yeah, that was very 90s. Well, he manifested all these beautiful women. And there's this article from Entertainment Weekly that's like, Wilder Valderrama versus Adam Duritz, whose dating history is more surprising? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's a tangent. But yeah, I, I just wrote that down as like an interesting fact, like the Courtney Cox one I always remembered. Um, but very 90s. But I just love that he manifested something beautiful for himself and that we all want to be rock stars or this is this is article that just come up this is hilarious um adam dirtz was um was this was last generation's pete davidson oh my god that is actually i that's what i was thinking i was like who (laughs) who has and he dated that is literally yeah that is what he is why well because he was really good at music and probably hilarious and so he wasn't like conventionally attractive. He was an interesting dude. He was as if yeah. he's dead. Yeah. No, he is. Yeah. He in the nineties, he was even more interesting. Yeah. But I just think that I don't know. I love it. Yeah, I love his songwriting. And actually, we didn't we were debating Amnesty and I between like other songs on mostly on August and everything after. And there's a song Round Here, which that's like one of my favorite winter songs. Like it's very yeah. like wintry. And that song i remember in senior year i think it was senior year might have been junior year of high school english class 
I had a teacher, Mr. Robin Robbins. I always forget. I need to look. I'm like, I need to find the internet and find this teacher. Anyways, I was like, was it Mr. Robin or Mr. Robbins? But he played that song in our English class. And then we, we had read some Kurt Vonnegut book and I can't, now I can't even remember what Vonnegut book it was, but we read it and he like wanted us to compare like certain themes and lyrics of round here to that book because he was saying that there's like a juxtaposition like adam duritz used used the juxtaposition of certain things in round here and that was like the first time i heard the word juxtaposition and now it's like one of my favorite words and concepts to say that juxtaposes that <laughs> so that's, that's so a random memory i have like tied to the counting crows and then after we listened to that song that's when i i mean i'd obviously heard mr jones before that but i that was when i what really like encouraged me to like dive further into august and everything after so i hope that we are being like amnesty said if you've only heard mr jones listen to the full album yeah, yeah. so i hope we're being your mr robin i don't know i can't remember if it was robins with an s or <laughs> i have no clue i wasn't there <laughs> yeah and I like how you said, I need to find the internet. Um, I think you're on the internet. <laughs> oh, I need to, did, what, did I say find the internet? I meant to like, yeah. I meant find him on the internet. What? It was just funny. I knew exactly what you were saying, yeah. but I was like, she's on the internet. <laughs> yes. What is this Zoom thing? Wait, I sound like the like Republican, Republican Congress people interrogating the TikTok, TikTok. CEO. Oh so does TikTok connect to my Wi-Fi <laughs> if I'm on my Wi-Fi network? All Does right, TikTok boomer. know my Wi-Fi password? Yeah. I need to find the internet. <laughs> that is a whole different story. Um, yeah. I just need them to quit telling on themselves, please. Yeah. <laughs> tell me you're a boomer without telling me you're a boomer. Don't tell me you're a pedophile without telling me you're a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, if I have children of inappropriate content, will, will TikTok know that? <laughs> yes tiktok will know that and so will you you weirdo yeah <laughs> anyway oh, tangent but yeah so i think um yeah i oh so i was talking about studies there's there's been studies of, like people who will conventionally like like scientifically and biologically will find the most attractive person that they can get and uh, and sometimes you get like the outliers of they're like punching above their you know weight or whatever mm -hmm. um or they're out of their league or whatever but um genuinely people will find the same attractiveness on the level which is i wonder how much of that is not necessarily true anymore because of the internet because mm -hmm. of the images we're given all the time but i think essentially you will seek out the attractiveness level that you're at <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense although sometimes like you said and i feel terrible that i sometimes think this but i look at people i'm like how did she get him or like how did he get her like well know, that's like, exactly like going back to adam dirt yeah. you're like okay he must have a few extra points in the funny like column you know yeah, or just the like he's a rock star kind of thing but yeah. it is fun yeah like i mean like i don't know i find him attractive because i like like scrawny musician types but like machine gun kelly even like how did, i mean now i guess they're on a break or whatever like him and megan fox but it's kind of funny it's like if he wasn't a musician like i don't think she would go for him no and uh you know so and even like i do think like dan smith from bastille is like 
conventionally attractive in terms of like my likings of again like tall skinny but the fact that he's british and he's like a sensitive and good writer too it's just like yeah. <laughs> i mean you can look at conventionally attractive but yeah. i'm like i'm pretty sure he's way out of my league if i was like anywhere near and i and i don't mean just him but like even adam dirts would be out of my league but you know. yeah because uh, yeah these external factors that make you more quote unquote yeah. beautiful but yeah i just it is funny though it's like it's weird that as a society or i don't know that we just like again it's like as much as i like to not be judgmental i there's certain people where i'm like how'd they pull them like <laughs> <laughs> definitely i mean obviously i think it's human nature to be judgmental and someone will probably come after me for saying that but we have internal biases to protect mm-hmm. us obviously you shouldn't be a bigoted asshole and like that shouldn't be a thing but um those biases play into who we find who who's attractive as well mm-hmm. so you know you might find someone who is like your dad and I, I simply say this not because that's true of my relationship but because that's generally what happens <laughs> so yeah. you know you never know and then that's where the end like the um you you know everyone a beauty is in the, the eye of the beholder is like you could and this also applies to like people who hate you People who yeah. hate you might hate you for reasons that have nothing to do with you. Like you remind them of their abusive mother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there's nothing you can obviously don't be abusive. That would be bad, but there's nothing yes. really you can do about that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, you like what you like and certain, yeah, non physical factors also play into attractiveness. And yep. yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. All the, those kind of studies, but. Anyways, I don't know. Do you have uh, any other or like what what would what's your favorite lyric from Mr. Jones? Is it that we all want something? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I just really like the storytelling of it. So it's hard to say that there's a lyric, but I just like the the flamenco story, the flamenco dancer story of it. That whole um, verse. Yeah. I like how he paints the picture. Like, so you, wait, you're saying that your favorite lyric isn't "sha la 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 la." Yeah, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, like I, I just pulled up the lyrics. There. I was like, yeah, like I was down at the New Amsterdam staring at. Like, it's just yeah, it's such a, it just flows. It's not necessarily rhyming, but you know. Yeah, well, and that's why I like it. Is that it's not um, a lot of music today, and it's not all music. This is just very popular music. Is not storytelling in a deep sort of sense without mm-hmm. the details and stuff it's just more like oh i was down at the club blah 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 whereas like this song has a story like has the details of what's happening the actions he's taking etc which is just not something you see a lot in music. yeah yeah the descriptions of yeah yellow-haired flamenco dancer yeah yeah and then yeah the line i want to be bob dylan too like that again just again that i like that lyric a lot because it symbolizes like you always want to be like you're always striving to be someone else in a way but to that person that's beautiful and you're striving to be that but then once you get that do you realize how beautiful you are to other people or i don't know (laughs) and we're gonna and then I just yeah I I again I've heard heard the song hear the hear the song <laughs> I've heard the song so many times I hear the song I just listened to it before this too and I was like driving home my new car but the 
I just like I'm looking at the lyrics now and at multiple times, like towards the end of the song, it says we all want to be big, big stars. And it ends with Mr. Jones and me. We're going to be big stars. So I like that shift again. It's just like little subtle things that Adam Duritz does as a songwriter, but shifting it from we all want to be big stars to we're going to be big stars. And I have found that is um, in manifesting advice, like people often say, instead of saying, I want this, say, I can't wait for this to happen. Yep. Like write down X thing that you want to happen. Yeah. And so the fact that he said, we're going to be big stars instead of we all want to be big stars. It's like, he's putting that plan into action. I, so I'm <laughs> huge on the way you say things for not necessarily. So like, yes, manifesting obviously is the end goal, but just saying things helps you change your mood in a certain way. And that is exactly it. Like I'm going to be this thing kind of gives you this determination of gonna make it happen. Like. <laughs> So, yes, okay. instead of wanting, define it, like make it definitive. So, yeah. Anyways, I guess unless, yeah, do you, any other lyrics or things that you want to touch on or do you want to no. share any advice that you might have related to this theme? I don't really have any advice, honestly, other than just confidence is is hard one and that's the most attractive thing. That's mm-hmm. so cliche, but it's not even so much like oh, I'm confident in my body. It's like, if you know who you are fully and you've explored who you are fully, the confidence comes naturally Mm -hmm. because you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, I think we kind of touched on it already, but if you are struggling, like, again, like my nose is an example and not even like, and could get into body image and stuff. But if you are, you know, struggling, if you're struggling with self-love or accepting yourself and you know, you want to change things by all means, like, you know, you do you, it's your body. If you want to alternate, alternate, alterate. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> um, your appearance in some way, you know, whether it be naturally doing whatever or like surgically, you know, you do you, it's your thing. But I just think that if you can start to look at the things that make you different and then appreciate them and say, you know, why is this great? You know, and and just like again, reframe it just like the lyrics. We like we all want something beautiful. Man, I wish I was beautiful. Again, if you chop that in half, you could look at it yeah. two very different ways or the gray space of it. So just re- applying the my fa- gray is my favorite color, you know, think about framing yourself in a gray space and be like, you know what? Some people that's gonna be black and negative, you know, like dark yeah. and depressing, and some people it's gonna be bright and happy and I don't know where I'm going I'm now. Just, going just, rambling. <laughs> just going with the flow. Cool. But yeah, just, you know, I just think it's, yeah, all about reframing. We kind of touched on that before, but I think just, yeah, positively affirming things about you that are unique and quirky yeah. and, and love yourself and give yourself a piece of that homecoming tiara. Yeah. That's just the beginning. It'll work out. Um, do you have a recommendation for this week? Yes. So I'm sure I could find a song that like was more fitting maybe with the theme, but I just, one song that I like and, uh, it kind of is like fitting because I know, so it's this song called best thing by the artist Johnny, but his name spelled J A W N Y. So, but John, you know, Johnny, but pronunciation is in like johnny utah that's literally his like instagram handle is like j-a-w-n-y utah john or utah but he's like a alternative like kind of pop 
like indie pop artist and he has more popular songs but anyways i saw him in concert uh, i think like two weeks ago now or like a week ago and a little over a week and i had only like really heard the one song but i actually like, loved all of his songs i was you know just photographing the show and the crowd was like so loud singing along and i know and like some people might like again like back to our anti-hero episode like roll your eyes at pop but again it's like you know what this is fun people are happy i love it but anyways yeah the song oh, like, then <laughs> the song is like a little like love letter to uh you know it, like it's like girl you refresh me like ice cold cola and it's just very like fun upbeat like get the moon roof down kind of song and it's funny because at the end then it like plays like a voice uh voicemail but i don't know if it's i don't I wish I knew if it was a real voicemail and he like altered the voice or if this is like him trying to sound like a female, but it's like, he's like go gushing on about this girl. And then at the end it's like, Hey, yeah. Um, I met someone else or whatever. <laughs> the end of the song. So <laughs> again, just kind of like, again, beauty being in the eye of the beholder, like you could be totally obsessed with someone. And then they're like, yeah, I found someone else. <laughs> so it kind of does fit the theme, but I don't know. Yeah. I just like, I've been listening to it a lot. Anyways, again, long tangent rant what is your recommendation so mine is all of the people by panama wedding i don't know if you've ever heard it it's, qu it's quite a lot an old song actually probably okay. quite a few years yeah. old at this point um 2014 just looking at the release date so yeah it's old it's nearly 10 <laughs> years old um but basically it's it, i've picked it today just because it's a good story like as we as i said earlier like i love uh, Mr. Jones because of the way it tells a story but I like mm -hmm. this song because of the way it tells a story but it's just essentially um basically about like going and escaping things essentially um and having fun and like doing being spontaneous um I don't know I like it it's, it's nice. hard to sort of describe it but uh it's just a fun song and then when like I really need to have like if I feel really low and I feel really gray in this like i put the song on because it just it, it's vibe it's a vibe so vibes mm, mm, mm. Vibe. <laughs> yeah but that's mine this week um nice. and yeah <laughs> well that's been another episode of anchors away we'll talk to you next we'll week catch you next time thanks again for listening to anchors away make sure to check us out on instagram at anchors.away that's a-n-c-h-r-s dot a-w-a-y also listen to our podcast spotify playlist for future episode titles linked in the episode notes there's also a recommendations playlist for you to listen to as well and if there's a song that you want to hear us talk about and cover Shoot us a recommendation on Spotify. There's a little Q&A where you can suggest things or you can slide into those DMs on Instagram and we will add it to the list. Perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> I literally have tea coming out of my nose.